on this episode, we're going to talk about your diet. All right. Hey, welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. This is Michael Sano has a podcast and I am Michael Sano who has a podcast. Um, it's brought to you by Sea and Land Fitness. That's my company. Um, this is our logo. We got a brand new hat going on. Go over to the website. Um, check it out. We have a bunch of gear. Uh, we have a bunch of, uh, yeah, a bunch of gear. We got stuff from Garmin. We have our own branded gear. And, uh, yeah, basically, that's that's my plug. That's my shameless plug for this episode. All right. So, uh, we, oh, man, are here to talk about diet. What is a diet? What, what, essentially, exactly that. What is a diet? So I am going to, I was told not to use the term dumb it down, um, but we as sports scientists, I'm at the University of Florida in a, uh, in a master's program for applied physiology and kinesiology, go Gators. Um, and we have a tendency to, we're scientists, we write things in, uh, in, in scientific vernac, I just did it right there in, in <laughs> science speak. So one of the problems that we often run into is that we don't simplify the information for easier consumption, easier digestion, um, better understanding. So what I did is you can see, I, I took, uh, I took a bunch of notes um, and I, I did it for you. I, I simplified it for you so that you can understand what a diet is. So what your diet is, and here's going to be the big kicker. Are you guys ready? You're already on a diet. You are already on a diet. You are already successfully completing a diet. If you are breathing in air and expelling CO2, Good job. <laughs> You're on your diet. Your diet is just what you consume. All right. Um, there are better diets than others there. And, and the best diets, of course, are comprised of all of your macronutrients, which is your carbohydrates, your proteins, and your fats, your micronutrients, which are your vitamins and minerals, water. So that's the third big one, water. It's a huge part of your diet. Um, and I've added something that in the textbook, um, which I can actually show you the textbook right here. It is Practical Applications in Sports Nutrition. Um, I'm actually in the middle of this class right now um, with my professor, Dr. Blaine Harrison, who is actually we're recording a uh, a pretty great episode that's going to be coming up and i've taken a lot of information from this textbook and from um some of the positional stances that the international society of sports is it sports scientists or sports nutritionists i think it's or 
I I'm I, I don't know. So I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to put that in the next episode that oh yeah, that's what it is. I always forget, but I always read their position statements. And what a position statement is, is they're a like not a deciding authority, but they're a well-informed authority. So what they do is they take all the research, put it together, and they say, this is our position on it. So one of the issues with that, like I said, is that it can be difficult for the individual, the man on the street, the woman on the street, to glean, to understand what that information actually is saying. So that's what I'm here for. That's what um, this Honey Badger Lab is all about. Uh, that's why Michael Sano has a podcast. <laughs> so what I was uh, what I was getting at was there's another section of nutrition that I think needs to be included, based on basically based on sales inside the United States alone, and that's ergogenic aids. Ergo. Hope I get this right. Ergo means external, so it's stuff you take from outside of your body and put inside your body that is not food, um, but is intended to enhance performance and/or health. And ergogenic aids would be like creatine and stuff like that. And we'll go over that later on. Supplements, supplements, basically. So at times, because this is some dense information, and I want to make sure that I don't wind up, I was going to use digress, uh, wind up using elevated language so that I don't use up, uh, end up using science speak. I wrote it out in, in, in simple terms so that everyone can understand it. So a diet is basically, like I said, it's everything that you eat on a daily basis um, that gives you energy, provides uh, the chemical compounds, the organic chemical compounds that you need in order to maintain your bodily systems. It's, uh, it's the gas that makes the car run, essentially. Um, so I'm going to at times read from this. Uh, so if you're watching the video and you see me go into my notes, um, I don't think you'll notice if you're listening to the podcast, but um, I'm going to break down carbohydrates, uh, the macronutrients, which are carbohydrates, um, fats, proteins, the micronutrients, which are vitamins and minerals. We're going to break down water and why you need it um, and why you're probably not getting enough. And we're also going to hit on ergogenic aids. So let's start off with the macronutrients. Um, so actually, before I do that, I want to hit on something. A lot of people, especially so on my phone, I uh, oh, this is the big plug. I feel like a ham. Um, so I'm a Garmin dealer. So I'm showing you this is my Garmin instinct. Why am I a Garmin dealer? Because one of the things as a sports scientist and as a healthy person in general, I want data. I want information. I want to know what my heart rate is. I want to know what um, my stress levels are. I want to know all the stuff I can about my body. And my Garmin watch gives me that information. 
Um, my wife loved it, so she wound up getting um, one of the bands, like one of the Garmin Health bands. It's also a watch. And she hates watches, but she wears it all the time now. Now, Garmin Connect is the way that these um, interact. And I'm getting to it. Don't worry, I'm getting to it. That app, Garmin Connect, which connects my watch to my phone, also connects with another app called excuse me, my fitness pal and my fitness pal has calorie tracking and, and basically you can track your diet. Remember I said diet is everything that you eat. So I can look up by scanning the labels and I can find out what I eat. Now in there, it says what it, it tracks your, you have the option. It'll track your macros Macros is just shorthand for macronutrients, your uh, carbohydrates, your fats, and your proteins. So I felt that was important to bring up. Um, and this is the shameless plug. If you want to do the same thing, just head on over to my site, pick up a Garmin watch, and connect it to my fitness pal. And you'll be able to check out all this stuff too. Um, I am not in this episode going to be discussing different diets. I'm just going to be telling you what a diet is. I'm not going to be going over keto. I'm not going to be going over uh, vegetarian, vegan, pescatarian, paleo, any of that stuff. Um, I'm going to save that for another episode because I have opinions on all of them. Um, and so does the ISS something, A. ISS, I don't know. Oh, I feel like a horrible sports scientist. Let me drink, uh, have a sip of coffee real quick, um, which has caffeine, which is an ergogenic aid. Um, so hold on just one sec. Mm. And I hope my microphone didn't pick up that slurp too huge. So, all right. So macronutrients, we're going to start with carbohydrates. I love carbs. Carbs are great. Why do I love carbs? Because carbs are an energy source. They are organic compounds, um, which means they come from living matter, plants, animals, all that stuff. Um, and they are made out of carbon, oxygen, and hydrogen. Ooh, we're taking chemistry class today. Yes, we are, because the body is basically a big chemistry set. And carbs are made of carbohydrates, or carbon, carbo in carbon. Uh, in <laughs> Carbon is the carb in carbohydrates. Um, oxygen and uh, uh, hydrogen. So you see how... All of them are in their carb, O, oxygen, hydrates, hydrogen. So um, they make up different types of carbohydrates, make up different types of saccharides. I'm sure you heard that word before, and that's just a fancy medical word for sugars. I'm, I, there, there's more to it. Don't get me, you know, in the comments, but um, we're just doing a brief scan a 30,000 foot look. So um, these saccharides are also broken down into um, simple carbs 
and complex carbs. And the simple carbs are monosaccharides and disaccharides. And I have to look at this one next because the complex carbs are oligosaccharides. Saccharides, I, I probably slaughtered that. Um, and polysaccharides. And these are just um, more molecules, bigger. Uh, some of them are Frankenstein sugars. You know what I mean? Like uh, some of the ones that uh, that they'll make and they'll use as additives. Um, now, all of these different um, words, that, like I said, all the ones that end in saccharides are just telling you how many sugar molecules um, are inside that particular carbohydrate. And now some of the simple carbohydrates, um, the monosaccharides, the disaccharides, are uh, um, glucose and fructose, and glucose is in your, it's it's actually in your body, and it can remember I said energy, carbohydrates give you energy, so there is a process called glycolysis, and glycolysis is where that's your blood sugar, okay, um, and glucose is the primary um, the primary carbohydrate that's used during, uh, it is the, uh, the one that's used during, uh, during glycolysis. Um, that's just one of the energy systems that your cells will use. Now what's interesting about carbs. So you have a lot of people, oh, complex carbs are starches and fibers. Um, so, you know, um, they're the things that, that, you should be eating, you should be adding to your diet uh, because they aid in digestion. Now, one of the important things, remember I said that um, it's energy, okay? So carbs are energy, and there's one system uh, in the body that only uses glucose, which is a simple sugar, and that is the neurological system. So your brain needs carbs. And there was, I'm going to bring this up. I, I'm, I'm not bringing up, nor am I slamming the diet. But one of the things that, that, that was done was uh, in one of the position statements, they spoke about um, high fat diets and low carb diets. And they did a, uh, what's called a longitudinal study. And all that means sounds, woo highfalutin longitudinal just means over a long period of time so they did this study or was it a lot it might not have been it might have been a shorter term one but uh, i'll have to look into that and get back to you when i talk because i'm going to do an episode just on carbohydrates and one of the things that they found was um there was cognitive your brain um decline over time on a high fat diet. So you take those carbs out. It, it's, it's brain food. Carbohydrates are brain food. So you got to eat those carbs. Um, all right. That's all I'm going to say about carbs right now, because there's probably a ton of people just itching to get this over with so that they can leave comments. We're going to move into fats. Um, and these are molecules um, that belong to a category of organic compounds known as lipids, okay? And they contain carbon. Um, they are hydrophobic. That's a, that's a big word, but I'm going to tell you what it is. And hydrophobic just means that it doesn't dissolve in water. 
and they are what's called lipo fats, lipophilic. So, see, it says that they dissolve into fat, but it's more like they integrate into fat. You know what I mean? So, um, and they feel greasy to the touch. So that's one of the uh, the physical characteristics of lipids, of fats. Um, now, fats, remember how I was talking about the carbohydrates. So you want to eat the carbohydrates. You also want to, to make sure you have fat inside your body because um, fats surround nerve cells and are essential to proper neurological functioning. So basically what that is is your brain and nerves work better when there is a sufficient, not a high, just a sufficient fat content around your nerves. Now, fats are broken down into basically three categories um, in, in the body. They're broken down, and that is into triglycerides, phospholipids, and sterols. Um, now, the most common type of fat in your body is triglycerides, and it's primarily found in adipose tissue or body fat. So there you learn something. When someone says adipose, you're like, oh, that guy's talking about fat. Um, it is also used as an energy reserve. So let's say you use up all the carbs, all your blood sugar, and you're running low, you're running that um, ultra marathon. Well, these guys, they start to use um, they start to use their fat stores, that adipose tissue for energy. Goes to the liver. I'm I'm paraphrasing, I'm simplifying the entire process, but basically goes to the liver, gets converted into uh, glucose and shoots into the bloodstream, gives you energy. Um, and here's a cool cool fact. Even these little skinny guys with you know and gals um with not much body fat running these ultra marathons they won't run out of adipose tissue for fuel so i just find that pretty crazy it's kind of like the idea that when you look up into the sky at night all the stars that you're seeing are in our galaxy it's just one of those kind of things where you're like what that's crazy so these people you see them they run like 150 miles in an event and they still don't use up all of their fat and they're lean to begin with so um so that's triglycerides and then you have what are called phospholipids um these are primarily emulsifiers and basically what an emulsifier is is something that allows fats to travel to be transported throughout the body and uh, basically it creates like a bubble within the water because you know oil and water don't mix and fat is oil is fat um so what these uh phospholipids do is they allow the uh the fats to integrate to not totally dissolve but to be used in uh, a, in, in a watery environment. I think that's pretty, pretty cool. Now, sterols, that's the third category. So we have triglycerides, um, phospholipids and sterols, you know, one sterols are, um, so everything has its own distinct structure, but sterols stick out because they have what's called this ring structure. 
I know it may not seem important, but it is important because this ring structure allows it to do and be used for different things. Um, and one of them is as cholesterol. So sterol, cholesterol. So it's a sterol. Now, another thing about fat is that it also comes in different types other than just these. So you have these three categories, but then you also have different types of fat. And um, those, I'm talking about inside your body for these three categories, but in your diet, it will we'll take a look at it uh, from the perspective of saturation. So what does saturation mean? So I'm sure you've heard of saturated fat and unsaturated fat. So we have saturated fat is basically all that means is that it's saturated with hydrogen. Okay. And at room temperature, saturated fat tends to take on, um, tends to take on solid form like butter, margarine, beef fat that you've seen in the, uh, in the, uh, in the pan. Um, and your unsaturated fats, which have less carbon inside them, or hydrogen inside them, sorry about that. Somebody just totally, I could feel them screaming when I said that. Um, <laughs> uh, unsaturated fat has less hydrogen in it and is liquid at room temperature. And that's like your olive oil, your um, fish oil. You know, all your your omega-3 fish oil that you've got up in the closet, which actually you should just eat fish because you'll get an abundance of it. Um, salmon's a good source. But, yeah, so saturated fat is uh, an unsaturated fat. It's, it's literally just different chemical states of fat. And saturated fat, of course, has been... Uh, associated with heart disease, um, high blood pressure, all that stuff. So you want to make sure you're watching that. Now, what's even crazier than that is that's when we get into, you know, remember I said we have Frankenstein um, carbohydrates. Well, we also kind of have Frankenstein fats, and that is the hydro... I got it written down. Hold on just one sec. Oh, hydrogenation so hydrogenation is basically where they add molecules uh to an unsaturated fat to make it saturated or to saturate it more the problem is you have unsaturated fat saturated fat they're coming together so you know what that makes trans fat and trans fats have been shown to be unhealthy so if you can have them you can have them just limit them in your diet um also limit the satch. This is just my opinion. All this is my opinion. So don't go bananas. Uh, limit those saturated fats as well. Um, and that pretty much wraps up fats from 30,000 feet. Next, we're going to move into protein. Um, so protein's interesting. Um, protein, if, if, if you were to simplify it, is nothing more than just a group of amino acids and we've all heard about amino acids um at least i think we have and if you haven't now you've learned that protein is just a 
consolidation of numerous amino acids. Um, and these are the basic building blocks of protein. Um, and they contain carbon, hydrogen, oxygen, and nitrogen. And nitrogen is going to come up in a moment. So protein is important for muscle creation and maintenance and can in some cases um, be used by the body for energy. Now, that is where nitrogen comes in. Um, just like carbohydrates and fats, um, it can be used for energy. Now, what you need to do is, or what you would hope to do is maintain what's called a nitrogen balance. And from a very simplified form, this means that the protein that you're getting in is replacing exactly the protein that your body is using in its systems just to exist, to be, to breathe, to think, to do all the things that the body systems do. So nitrogen balance means protein in equals protein used. And there are some tests that you can do. Um, I'm not really going to go over that until we talk about pre protein in another episode. Um, but just like carbohydrates, um, there are different, and just like fats, there are different classifications. Um, there are essential and non-essential amino acids. And basically what um, non-essential is, is it means that they can be produced within the body, within the chemical processes that occur inside the body. Um, you can, your body can generate these amino acids. Um, Non-essentials, of course, or essentials need to come from the diet. Non-essential means it's not essential. You don't need to eat it. Um, but there is another class called conditionally essential amino acids. And those are ones where let's say you get sick, you get an illness or something, and your body can't produce those amino acids. You just want to make sure you're eating a full meal um, that covers all your nutritional bases and you will get those amino acids. Now I'm going to read off all these non-essential amino acids. And, um, the reason I wanted to put them all in here is a lot of people take these as supplements and they may not need to. Um, so go through this list. The list is also going to be up on the screen. Um, and I'm going to read them off. So the non-essential, you do not need to take these if you're eating a whole balanced diet. So alanine, arginine, asparagine, aspartic acid, cysteine, glutamic, glut, glutamic acid. I'm probably saying that one wrong. Uh, glutamine, glycine, proline, serine, and tyrosine. So I was taking L-glutamine and, um, I, it was actually, I was taking a really high dose. I wasn't aware of how high the dose was until I looked and did some research into what, what's called the upper limit. Okay. And the upper limit is don't take any more than this. And the L-glutamine that I was taking, I was already getting it from my diet. There was no reason to, to be taking it. So I stopped taking it immediately. Um, so now those are your non-essential. So alanine, arginine, Asparagine, aspartic acid, uh, cysteine, glutamic acid, uh, glutamine, glycine, proline, serine, and tyrosine. So you don't need to take those if you're eating an entire uh, 
full uh, whole nutritional uh, diet. You just don't need to take them. Now, the ones that you do need to take are called the essential amino acids. These are leucine, isoleucine, valine, histidine, lysine, methionine, phenylalanine, threonine, and tryptophan. So you need to be taking these, not in pill form, um, hopefully, you'll be taking them through your diet. What's important about some of these is three of these might sound familiar to some people who are in the athletic world or the fitness world, and that is leucine, isoleucine, and valine, because these are your BCAAs, and that's your branch chain amino acids. And all that is branch chain amino acids, um, that's just fancy uh, talk for its structure. Um, but these BCAAs, branched chain amino acids, have been shown. Um, more research needs to be done, of course, but have been shown to aid in muscle recovery. So that's pretty cool. Um, so make sure, make sure, make sure your diet has all of your essential amino acids. I'm going to read those off again. Leucine, isoleucine, valine, histidine, lysine, methionine, phenylalanine, threonine, and tryptophan. So make sure you're taking that. And if you're taking BCAAs, um, you're getting extra um, leucine, isoleucine, and valine. So way to go, guys. Good job. <laughs> So, all right, so that covers all of our macronutrients. That covers our macros, as people like to say. I'm going to have a sip of coffee real quick. Hold on. And that is, of course, a simple overview of what those th three things are. But chances are you have all three of those things in your diet. Um, if you're eating a regular, full-balanced, well-balanced, healthy, whole diet um if you're eating meals that are that are that are um full of all those uh macros then you're getting all those macros where we run into problems is in our vitamin intake and our mineral intake and we may through food choice just be omitting vitamins from our diet or omitting um minerals from our diet and we have two different classes of vitamins um, that we're going to talk about today. And one of them is water-soluble vitamins and fat-soluble vitamins. Now, water-soluble vitamins, if you don't know what the word soluble means, that's fine. I'm going to explain it. Uh, soluble just means it dissolves in water. So if you make iced tea and you pour the mix into the water, it dissolves into the water. So that's all soluble means. And Water-soluble vitamins um, are your B vitamins, which are thiamine, riboflavin, niacin, B6, B12, uh, folate, biotin, and pantothenic acid, as well as vitamin C and choline. Now, um, 
one of the things about that I found out about water soluble vi vitamins is because the body tends to just flush all of it out. But the thing that you have to be careful about is that the B vitamins, the B vitamins do have some upper limits. And I think it's, I think it's B6 that has an upper limit and it can become toxic, but overall most of the uh, the water soluble vitamins just even if you take too many the body will flush them out now fat soluble vitamins on the other hand it, th these are vitamins that dissolve into fats and fats are needed um, for their transport to get them to the specific places in the body where they're needed so that they can do the processes um, that they need to do now these are vitamin a d e and k and there are specific upper limits on these vitamins because since they dissolve in fat and we hold on to fat um we can actually be if we're taking especially if we're taking supplements wind up with toxic stores of these vitamins inside our bodies. So I suggest you go on to something like Med, I think it's Med Health. I can't remember. Um, but go on to Med Health, look up the upper limits, look up, um, find out how, what the daily recommended, uh, the RDA, the recommended daily allowance for this is. That's, will work for most people in the world. Um, and find out what the RDA is, the recommended daily allowance, and then also find out what the upper limit is. You may be, you may be taking too many fat sol soluble vitamins. And, uh, if you're holding on to any of that weight, you, you could potentially be in danger of not necessarily having, um, toxic levels at this point you may, um, but you are putting yourself at risk and, that's never a good thing ever. So that <laughs> I left you with that. That is horrible. I want to leave with something better. So just make sure you are eating and getting your vitamins from, um, from all your food sources. Try if your doctor recommends supplements, vitamin supplements, absolutely take them. Absolutely. Never disregard what your doctor's taking, telling you to take. Um, but if you are self-prescribing, then you might want to look, you might want to talk to a healthcare professional. You might want to look it up on the internet and find out what these, uh, what these, uh, upper limits are and, you know, maybe do some kind of dietary change. Um, next we're going to move into minerals and minerals they do something very, uh, well, they all do something very specific, but they aid in catalytic reactions. And that means they are substances that either start or increase the rate of chemical reactions in the body. Um, there are a ton of them. I can't go over all of them in this episode. Um, but I will go over some of them in this next segment that's coming up when we talk about water, but I'll give you what they are. Um, they are calcium, phosphorus, magnesium, sodium, chloride, potassium, sulfur, iron, zinc, chromium, fluoride, copper, manganese, iodine, this one cracks me up, molybdenum and selenium so 
those are all of the minerals in general. There, there are a couple of more, but they, the, and, and all of them only require very limited amounts be used in the body. And nine times out of 10, you can get them from a well-balanced diet. Um, I'm going to give them to you again. They are calcium, phosphorus, magnesium, sodium, chloride, potassium, sulfur, iron, zinc, chromium, fluoride, copper, manganese, iodine, molybdenum, and selenium. So remember I said I was going to tell you about a couple of the minerals. Well, a couple of those minerals are classified as electrolytes. Now, we've all heard about electrolytes. Um, if you worked on a car, car batteries, you know, have to have an electrolyte uh, mix in order to work. But we've also heard about it in electrolytes in our bloodstream. Okay. And uh, we want to make sure we have the right mineral content, the right electrolyte, level, electrolyte levels in our bloodstream, especially when we're engaged in effort, uh, we're, we're pushing to do something like working out or doing a big project around the house and it's, uh, inclement weather, like it's really hot or humid. You want to make sure those electrolyte stores are topped off, so to speak. So two of those are called sodium and potassium. Two of those electrolytes are sodium and potassium. Um, and when you are making sure you're hydrated with fluids because water is a part of the diet. The human diet consists of macros, macronutrients, micronutrients, and water. And inside that water, if you haven't done it already through your diet, you want to make sure you have sufficient levels of sodium and potassium when you're exerting yourself. So what does that mean? So you're out, um, you're mowing the lawn. It's 90 degrees out. Why are you outside? But it's 90 degrees out and you're starting to feel a little lightheaded. Well, you know, you should have been hydrating beforehand, but you should also, while you're out there, be sipping or, or just plain drinking a sports drink because sports drinks tend to have sodium and potassium in them in in the drink so that they uh they keep maintenance of your electrolyte levels so you're keeping electrolytes in your system as you sweat because when we sweat these electrolytes leave our body through our sweat glands we're sweating out water that has salt and potassium in it one of the things i do for one of my clients is I've, I've kind of patterned him that when we sit down, we eat a fig bar. So we get the carbs so that in 30 minutes, he'll get that, uh, that, that, sh that sugar from the fig bar. I have him drink a sports drink, which also has sodium. There's sodium in the fig bar as well, but I also have him eat a banana because that's one of the things that gets overlooked as far as electrolytes. So it's, it's a really good practice uh, to make sure you have, if you're exerting yourself, if you're on a fitness program, or if you're just doing some heavy work outside, you make sure you maintain those electrolyte levels. And I just gave you an example of how you can do it. Um, lastly, 
I am going to talk about ergogenic aids. And uh, ergogenic aids are just things that people take, supplements and stuff like that. I've already gone through a bunch of this stuff and told you that probably a lot of the supplements that you're taking, you might not need to take if you're already eating a whole, full, balanced diet. Um, but if you're being told to take them from a healthcare provider, then do that. Do not take, I am not a healthcare provider. Um, take that medical advice from your clinician. Um, but if you're self-diagnosing, you might want to look at ways, look up, take that bottle and go, huh, I'm going to type this into Google and I'm going to see foods that have blank. You know what I mean? And it'll give you all the foods. I'm lucky I have a textbook that tells me <laughs> all of them. And I also have tons of, of, of resources where I can go to search for this stuff. Um, maybe I'll put one up in the comments where you can go and you can take a look. Um, I think it's med health. I can't remember. Um, but I am going to put it into the comments and you may not need this stuff. Now there are some ergogenic aids that, um, the ISSA, I, again, I can't remember the exact name of it. It's the Indus independent or, or the Institute. I'm not even going to try. I'm at the end of this. I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to wind up slaughtering it. Well, anyways, they have these position papers where they do talk about some ergogenic aids. And one of them that they talk about is creatine. And creatine adds um, another shovel to the fire that is your energy systems and helps you to create what's called ATP. Um, and ATP simply put, I'm going to do an episode on ATP cause I think it's, it's just an awesome subject for people to, who, who should know about it. There is a misconception. A lot of people think creatine is this big muscle building thing. If I take creatine, I'm going to gain muscles. Um, and they, um, have a basic under misunderstanding that creatine does simply nothing more than add what's called substrate, which is ingredients that are required to make ATP. And uh, creatine is safe. Uh, the side effects are minimal. And it is one of those supplements, ergogenic uh, aids that, that I take. I take it every day. Um, what's another one? Protein shake. So that is weird because protein whey protein can be classified as um, protein, a macronutrient, but also an ergogenic aid. It depends on the way that you're using it. Um, what's another one? BCAAs. I went over BCAAs and proteins, um, and they aid in recovery. That is something that straddles the line. You know what I mean? Is it a, is it a protein? Or it's a protein when you're eating it as part of your diet, but if you're taking it for a uh, general performance effect um, or uh, 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 what is it like something to aid in injuries to help with uh, the same as protein to take, you would take it uh, during an injury to uh, to help in the healing process, the muscle rebuilding process. So I think that ergogenic aids should be with the prevalence that they have in uh, in society as a whole. Um, where they're being used, I think, I think it's, it's relevant 
to put it into the classification of of diet it's part of our diets so all right um that is pretty much it uh (laughs) i know i covered a lot i hope you liked it i hope you got a lot out of it if you were confused about anything reach out to me and what I'll do, I, I, I think the best thing to do, of course, I'll respond to you, but I think the best thing to do would be anything that you guys were confused on, I will work on in the, uh, in the video where I, where I get on the micro scale uh, of these macronutrients. Um, but yeah. Um, all right. So that's the video. That's the, uh, that's the podcast. That's the episode. Head on over uh, and check out my my company, Sea and Land Fitness. We brought you this uh, we brought you this podcast. Um, see if there's anything I can do to help you guys. Um, other than the video, I hope the video helped you guys. And uh, yeah, that's it. All right, um, see you guys later.